podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to an emergency edition of the Daily Red podcast. As you know, this podcast was meant to be on sabbatical during the World Cup. However, news coming out of Liverpool today demands that it be talked about. Liverpool Sporting Director Julian Ward to step down at the end of the season. Julian Ward only replaced Michael Edwards in the summer just gone after about a nine-month ramp-up where he moved from the assisting sporting director role into that role. And now Ward has decided that he is taking a break from football, similar to Michael Edwards. In this article by Neil Jones on goal, it also mentions the likelihood that Dr Ian Graham could be the next one to leave. Ian Graham is the highly regarded director of research and it appears like he will be the next one out. So you factor in in the last six months, Michael Edwards has left. Julian Ward has resigned with a six-month notice period. Mike Gordon is gone. And now David Ornstein is confirming that Ian Graham is gone. That is the core of Liverpool's recruitment department gone. That is a big, big loss to the club. That leaves Barry Hunter and Dave Fallows as the last remaining members of the core group. It will be interesting to see if one of them is to be the replacement for Julian Ward. You would imagine there are people in the research department, maybe like a Will Spearman, who can step up into Ian Graham's position, but can they do it to his level? It's hard to say. Ian Graham has played an enormous role in all of our recruitment. Julian Ward has played a big role in recent recruitment and has also been important in terms of youth recruitment throughout his tenure. You have to wonder what's going on behind the scenes. Julian Ward waited 10 years for this job and he's leaving after one. That's not, that's not normal. There's a lot of suggestion that the recruitment department have become unhappy, that their advice is no longer being followed, that they are being overruled at times overlooked by the manager who has decided to do things his own way. Now, you look at the Darwin Nunes signing and the Luis Diaz signing, and yes, they're both Klopp-type players, but 
Julian Moore did have those contacts in Portugal that made them possible. There was some talk at the end of the transfer window when Klopp turned down a couple of targets that the recruitment team had put forward in the midfield area in particular, that it was leading to some unrest. You couple this upheaval in the recruitment department with the upheaval in the medical and sports science departments that Simon Hughes chronicled a couple of months ago in The Athletic, and it doesn't paint a picture of a very cohesive club. It doesn't paint paint a picture of a club where everybody's sitting around singing Kumbaya. It points to clashes of personality. It points to clashes of ideologies. And that's not a positive thing. You add to that the upheaval that the owners are looking for an out, that the club is for sale. And Liverpool are very much a club in flux at the moment. And you would have to ask the question of what does this mean for the January recruitment that we absolutely need and then the summer recruitment. Paul Joyce reports that Jurgen Klopp has taken a more hands-on approach to recruitment. Well, this isn't good news at all. This isn't good news at all. The team that won the European Cup and the Premier League was built with Klopp taking a hands-off approach. Because his approach would have landed us Mario Gotza and Julian Brand rather than Sadio Mane and Mo Salah. And once he realised that, he took a back step. He would give his opinion, obviously. He would say what he wanted, what he felt he needed. And then he would be involved in the wooing of players. But he left it to others to find the talent. And now he's apparently making the decisions on who the talent should be himself. And you'd wonder who's in his ear. What figure has become more prominent in Klopp's inner circle? And maybe that person is having too much input into things. Now, Neil Jones also said that there's a belief that FSG's model of buying players, developing them, selling them and reinvesting has run its course. It didn't so much run its course, its course as it just sort of got kicked to one side when certain decisions were made by the manager with regards to contracts. When the manager was too loyal to certain people and didn't just cash in and sell them when he should have, when he was too loyal to others and didn't sell them when they had 12 months left on their contracts, as he should have. Now, opinions were obviously split on Julian Ward. I'm not sure anybody could have been all the way in on Julian Ward. Likewise, I'm not sure anybody could have been all the way out on Julian Ward. He'd only had one window where he was in charge. Michael Edwards was still in charge in January. Now, Ward may well have been the one that took the lead on the Luis Diaz deal. But he's only overseen one window by himself. And even at that, 
Edwards stayed for much of the summer to give a helping hand. My view at the time was, if Julian Ward is the best guy for the job, then great. But we don't know if he's the best guy for the job because they didn't actually go through a recruitment process. They didn't look externally. They just appointed the guy who was next in line. And that's fine. But now you're going to have to go through the whole process again. Now you are probably going to have to look externally and see who it is that might be able to come in, work alongside Klopp and get things moving in the right direction again. One name that has already been floated is Michael Zork. Now, Michael Zork, as everybody knows, worked alongside Klopp at Borussia Dortmund. And he worked there in that role for 24 years. He oversaw three league titles, including the two won by Klopp. Now, he stepped down in June of 2022. And could it be that Jürgen wants him because he has that existing relationship because they've worked very, very well together in the past? I would keep an eye on Michael Zork's name to come up because I do think there'll be mutual interest there from the manager and from him. Another name likely to come up is Paul Mitchell, currently serving as the sporting director of Monaco. Now, he was in charge of recruitment at MK Dons. He was Southampton's head of recruitment, along with Pochettino. Pochettino brought him to Tottenham with him. He was involved in the signings of players like Delhi, who he knew from MK Dons, Hyungman Son, Toby Alderweireld, who obviously they knew from Southampton. He had a falling out with Daniel Levy because Levy wouldn't give him the control that had been promised, and he left. He went to RB Leipzig. I'm not sure what sort of final say he had there. He was head of recruitment and development at Leipzig. But at that point, Ralph Ranić was still the sporting director. So who had final say, it's hard to know. He was then offered Ranić's job when he was leaving, but instead he turned that down and joined Monaco. And he's done pretty well at Monaco. I'm not overly sold that he's as good as he's made out to be, but I do think he's good and 41. He's still very young and very promising in the role. And he has a a growing list of contacts and connections, which could be very, very useful to, to dig into. There'll be a couple of others. One I'd like us to look at is Cristiano Guntoli, who is the sporting director at Napoli who just oversaw arguably the best transfer window anyone's ever had. Um, and his work there has been has been very, very good. But I don't expect he'll be someone we'll look at. He's been at Napoli now nine years. Um, and to be fair, he's, he's had some misses as well. He was at Carpi before that for six years. 
I think Mitchell's a likely candidate, but I think Michael Zork is the name to watch. I think it's disappointing that this is happening again. The obviously the ideal would be that Michael Edwards returns, but if Michael Edwards coming back was on the was a possibility, I think in all likelihood Ian Graham would be staying. So that's Edwards, Graham, Ward, and Gordon, four of the six responsible for the majority of our recruitment decisions gone in 12 months, in six months, really. But they'll leave next summer, so it'll be in a in a 12-month period. That's not ideal. You just hope it won't have any impact on plans for January, plans for the summer, but you'd have to get the feeling that maybe there are two sets of plans. There's a set of plans that the recruitment team were putting together, and then there's Jürgen's sets of plans, which are different and likely revolve around one player being Jude Bellingham. Uh, I would imagine that most of the recruitment team would rather not sign Jude, despite the talent, despite the incredible ability. I think they'd much rather sign two or even three players who could make more of an impact combined than he's going to on his own. We'll have to wait and see. We're going to have to wait and see. Hopefully... Hopefully things start to move quickly, though, because we can't really afford to be sitting on our hands, to be faffing about when we're, you know, when we should be trying to compete for titles and Champions Leagues, when we've got Alison, Van Dyke, Thiago and Salah all in their primes. We really can't waste any more seasons. We've wasted this season in the league. We wasted the 2021 season where I know there was other injuries, but Virgil's injury ruined our title challenge. We had no chance of winning the league without him. Uh, David Ornstein says actually that Ian Graham resigned earlier in this year, earlier this year. It's interesting that that's been kept quiet. It's out now. Um, Might as well have a quick look at the main Liverpool websites and see what they're saying. Uh, This is Anfield. Main article is about Julian Ward. There is a piece about Robbie Fowler and the uh, the White Line Fever. There is a picture about the crest of the club and the history of the the club, or the the club crest. Uh, Klopp now more hands-on with transfers. I just don't think that's... I just don't think that's great. FSG president Mike Gordon has had private concerns over Liverpool's finances. Interesting piece to read. There's obviously a lot of stuff about David Johnson, uh, all of which is worth reading. So make sure you give all of that your time and attention. Um, what do we have here from about, about Mike Gordon and the finances? Mike Gordon's reported private concerns over Liverpool's ability to compete with their rivals financially may explain FSG's decision to put the club up for sale. Okay, so this is according to Dave Powell, who's the business of football writer at the Liverpool Echo. He says Gordon has candidly shared his concerns. I I don't know who he shared them with. Uh, I wouldn't imagine it was with Dave Powell. So I'm not sure who Dave Powell would have gotten this information of. But it does make sense. 
it does make sense. If Gordon felt like we couldn't compete, FSG might as well pack up and go. You know, simple as that. Uh, what about Liverpool.com? Five possible sporting director names for Liverpool to assess as Julian Ward announced Sexit. And the other two names to watch out for, obviously, are Dave Fallows and Barry Hunter, but I hope we don't go the internal route again. So they have named Monchi. Monchi's great at what he does, but it didn't work at Port, at, at Roma. And I'm not sure it works outside of the comfort zone of Sevilla. But he's he's phenomenal, and I would be I'd be happy if we could get him in. Um Luis Campos, he'd be very interesting. He's the current PSG director of football. He's probably the best recruiter in the world. Lee Conjurton is awful. Absolutely awful. And we shouldn't be even considering him. He is genuinely terrible. Did a terrible job at Sunderland, was awful at Celtic, was awful at Leicester, and has been pretty poor since going to Atalanta. Rui Pedro Braz, he is the sporting director at Benfica. That would make sense. Victor Orta is awful. So no, absolutely not. That's a terrible shout. Liverpool, no reality of 51 million next Neymar race. This is about Endrick. Cristiano has sent Liverpool clearly. Who cares? Uh, Liverpool, no clear Juventus transfer swap truth. But Adrian Rabio, there's zero chance we would sign Adrian Rabio. Immediate digest then. Liverpool learn of 24 million midfield transfer discount as Declan Rice puts Jurgen Klopp on red alert. Uh, after decision made, Liverpool have been told it would take 28 million to sign Joao Gomes from Flamengo, despite him having a 52 million release clause. Okay. Uh, Liverpool on red alert, Declan Rice. No, thank you. No, thank you. And the people that really want us to sign Rice are the people that actually just don't watch Declan Rice on a regular basis. It's as simple as that. They These people seem to think that he's a lone pivot in the three. He's not. If you watch the England game against Iran and watch how easy Iran broke through England's midfield, you wouldn't want a signing Declan Rice to play in a midfield three. And if he plays in a two, he's not the sitter. He's not a defensive midfielder. People are under the impression that he's a defensive midfielder, and he's not. He's a box-to-box midfielder. He's an old-style box-to-box midfielder. He's a more talented version of Henderson, but he has a lot of the same issues as Henderson. He's awful under pressure. He's positionally suspect. He can be a little bit lax in his defensive work in terms of the effort involved. And when he does it, it's actually not very good. Um... That's the Media Digest. And, of course, we will check out AnfieldIndex.com, where I'm sure the machine, Stephen Smith, has got some pieces up. Let's see. Should Liverpool sign Moises Caicedo? Uh, This piece was written by Richard Coles. And the answer, without reading it, is yes, they absolutely should. How to take on the domestic cups this year uh, is a piece written by Stephen Smith. 
Goalkeepers Liverpool should target if Adrian leaves. This was put together by Stephen Smith. Uh, let's see if I can abuse him over some of these. Uh, Jan Sommer, I would absolutely take. Handanovic will retire at Inter. Lucas Fabianski is awful. Gaeta, not a bad shout. Neto, no thank you. Thomas Vaklik, I do like. Um, Gaeta is a good shout. Jan Sommer is the best shout there. Uh, Christopher Nkunku, time to hijack Chelsea's attempts. Uh, this was written again by the machine. And what if Klopp were to leave after the Liverpool buyout? This piece also by Stephen Smith. Uh, so do check all of those out. Myself and Carol are doing a daily World Cup pod. So make sure you're listening to that. And Minefield is back with yet another belter. This is a, another super important podcast from Alan and Andrew and their own reasons for watching versus not watching the World Cup, part of the series they've done here. Do check all of those out. They are absolutely phenomenal. The best thing you're going to hear in the LFC sphere. And that'll do. That's me for today. Take care. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.